0: welcome to weird wessex i'm andy stevens and this is my co-host craig brooks (laughs) start as you mean to go on man start as you mean (laughs) to go on i like it look this is going to be highbrow entertainment um yeah so (laughs) (laughs) but if you're still here and you care what this podcast is going to be about um um, hey, at, this, at this point, we don't have any listeners. We can do what we want. This is true. This is true. Yeah. So, um, what's what's Weird Wessex about, Craig? Well, we um, both have an interest in the paranormal and
1: folklore and anything based around that area. Um, and I think originally I posted it on Facebook that I was interested in starting a podcast.
0: And, and I you just, had a I, similar idea. I just hijacked it. I, I did. Say, yeah. I'm going to be in it now. You're doing it with me. He does this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, My I, I've, idea. Been, I've been thinking about doing one for a while it was initially going to be a folklore and storytelling podcast but yeah. uh you know ufos are cool too i guess so which...
1: yeah ufos ghosts ghosts, um yeah black dogs black
0: <laughs> dogs definitely
1: any of that yeah um but yeah people might have noticed that you initially started off calling it weird wessex but it's about word yeah, the I'm not English just mispronouncing word. it, though. <laughs> I'm not picking you up. We're not going to start again. But um, yeah, it's it's just because the word weird derives from the old English word. Word. Weird. I never know how to say that. So it's W-Y-R-D. Um, and then for some reason, the Scots change it to the modern spelling. Um, and I think that it kind of changes use as well, because it used to be like meaning like what comes to pass.
0: I, I might have to get hold of an old English scholar and, and find out how that's supposed to be pronounced. But uh, for the moment, we're calling it Weird Wessex. <laughs> I think we call it Weird Wessex. We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. So we're go with we go. It. that's the decision.
1: Uh, um, and I should also shout out, actually, whilst I think of it, is my friend Lewis, um, who, when I mentioned Weird Wessex, he was like, you're spelling it like word, right? W-I-R-D. And I was like, "We are now." <laughs> <laughs> so, if Lewis is listening, which I think he probably will be, um, yeah,
0: cheers. Hey, that's one listener. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, as as Craig said, we've both been sort of interested in it for a while. Um, I mean, speaking of UFOs, tell everyone why you're what got you into this. Well, there was that time I was abducted by. Uh... <laughs> Oh, you're not on about that one. No, no, um, no, no, no. No, I told you keep taking the pills and stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> Listen, I've told you before Wiltshire doesn't exist, all right? That's that's <laughs> the real reason we're doing this podcast.
0: We're we'll also be covering we'll also be covering um weird conspiracy theories at some point, I think.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Um, so no, so jokes aside, I um originally someone showed me an episode of the X-Files. Um, and I was hooked pretty quickly. I mean, I used to like things like Quantum Leap as well, which I guess is oh, more sci-fi, but kind of, you know, yeah, anything around that that sort of realm was what I was obsessed with. I think in my teenage years, I'd like collectors' each, cards
0: and stuff. Hoping each leap, next leap, will be a leap home, right?
1: Yeah, that's the <laughs> one. I don't think that's quite relevant to this and it feels kind of connected to me I don't know
0: I mean it, I in, in all seriousness though it's, it's what draws you in what inspires you you know sort of these things they 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 set the ball rolling I mean for me I was well into ghost, ghostbusters when I was a kid I was really into ghostbusters yeah and to the point where you'll probably laugh at this um I I used to want to be a vicar when I was when I was a little kid I used to want to be a vicar right um, okay. <laughs> not because I was devout or anything like that. I did the whole church hymn thing. No, I found out they get to live next to a graveyard, and that, to my like seven-year-old mind, was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, favorite wrestler was The Undertaker. I was graveyard obsessed. Yeah. You know? So I, I think for me, it started at quite a young age and hiding around the corner and watching horror films that were playing on my parents' TV that I probably shouldn't have been watching. You know. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is watching horror films. I mean, I can remember, I think I was about 10 and my mum told me that she'd recorded a film for me to watch. And my mum's passed now, so she's not going to get into trouble for this, but she'd recorded Nightmare on Elm Street. To to show a 10-year-old, man. I remember being... Te- I had a bunk bed, I can tell you that much. So I'm like, I reckon 10. Or cabin bed, sorry, not a bunk bed, but... If, yeah i don't know
0: an odd choice isn't it <laughs> craig actually got a bunk bed when he was 34 this last year <laughs> finally allowed one <laughs> you get top all the bottom bunk um having <laughs> bed actually it's got a sofa underneath i used to have a, i used to have a fire engine bed but uh that is beside the point um but interestingly enough, that will connect to a story I'll tell later at some point about sleep paralysis. Um, oh,
1: we're going to go into sleep paralysis today. That's awesome. Um, I've got I've got some sleep paralysis stuff, too.
0: I think, well, one, one thing we wanted to talk about was our personal stories uh, connected to the paranormal, to, um, to all things <laughs> mysterious. Um that's a point, actually. I'll just interrupt you quickly because we didn't say at the
1: beginning. So this episode is just going to be us chatting shit at each other about the paranormal and what the podcast will be about. This isn't like a full episode. We're going to do proper episodes <laughs> after this one.
0: We should have probably covered that at the beginning. We'll put it in the description. Yeah. Andy and Craig talk shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think something we will cover is, yeah, why, why we are interested in this, not just through passing interest through films and books and things like that, media, but personal experience. Now, before we go into that, I feel like we should probably do a bit of disclosure as to whether we are believers or not. Well, we're
1: going straight in there. I thought we were going to wait till, like, episode
0: 100 before
1: we do the big reveal, but...
0: Uh, I don't know. I think it gives a little bit of flavour to our personal stories, but it's up to you.
1: Yeah, Okay.
0: You can always cut this out if you want. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. So...
1: I don't know. I have a difficult relationship with it, I guess, because I went from being full-on believer to going full-on down the Darren Brown route, where there's an explanation for everything. And, and so then you start reading about like Houdini and, and how Houdini used to prove that spiritualism was wrong. And uh, yeah, going down that route. And I did a complete U-turn, but I've had enough paranormal experiences that I probably should believe. But I also think that most of them can be explained some other way. So, yeah, it's complicated.
0: <laughs> See, this would be a lot easier if we had this like Mulder and Scully thing going on where one of us was a believer and one wasn't. You know, I, I made the X-Files reference so you'd get it. Um, um, but, you know, where one of, but I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat myself personally. I've, I've had experiences I can't really put an explanation to. Um, I I was a believer to the point I was again I wasn't a religious child but I did let things like concepts of the afterlife and hell and things like that kind of scared me as a kid um, then I was kind of a very edgy atheist kind of teenager that kind of loathed anything that was not explainable by science thinking you know it was all explainable it was just made up fairy tales And then I think I sort of came to a place where I thought, you know, fairy tales are actually pretty cool. Um, And thinking back on some of these experiences I had, it's, I'm still overall, I I err on scepticism. But I've definitely, I've definitely done, had some things happen that I can't put a full explanation to. And I, I think I'm a bit more open minded than I was maybe 10 years ago.
1: Hmm. If people i think people have like an obsession well some people not all people an obsession with being scared and like ghost stories and like there's something that draws not as a not everybody but quite a few people are drawn into it
0: like for some reason we like being scared <laughs> it's 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 one of those things a bit like a roller coaster isn't it you know it's it's measured scared it's a story there's no immediate threat in front of you but there's a potential it's out there just like you're on a top of a big roller coaster, just about to go down that dip. And you know, it's safe, you know, you know, you've, you know, lots of people ride it, but at the end of the day, you're still, you've still got that in front of you and that fear in front of you. And I think it's, it's kind of a similar thing, you know, and I, I think some people are more susceptible to it than others. Um, but yeah, we, we do like being scared, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's a measured level of scaredness, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess that's why people like horror movies. It's sort of you're scared for an hour and a half, two hours or probably
0: three hours now. But (laughs) yeah,
1: but after that, it's kind of done, I guess.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. A good horror movie, of course, especially if you are uh, someone that does get affected by them. You know, it might scare you for for the rest of the night. (laughs) You know, you might you might leave the light on for a few nights if that's your thing. I, I was fairly desensitized to them at an early age. Um, but every now and then I'll watch a film where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to check under the bed one more time. I'm just going to leave this light on, you know? I was terrified by those films as a kid.
1: I don't know why I watched them. Child's Play is another one that comes to mind. I was terrified
0: of anything that might come to life and kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had a phase of that, talking about personal experiences here, I had a phase where I was convinced bad things were going to come and get me in the night. Um, and after, like, they are. T- t- they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, after I, uh, I, my dad had his, like, rounds of scaring me, pretending to be the bad things in the night that's coming to get me, um, he then, which is very sweet of him, uh, lined up all my Transformers toys and uh, said they'd protect me. They'd come to life and protect me. I don't know what eight-inch-tall Optimus Prime would have done, um, but you know, it, you know it was the thought that counted you know
1: yeah so should we get into telling some personal anecdotes because we've I
0: think mentioned them a couple of times now I think we should I'll dig- um... you know, my Optimus Prime story wasn't good enough <laughs> 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 yeah um sure thing
1: on, give us give us a give us a personal anecdote of something you've experienced that maybe so... you can't explain well, maybe you can. I don't know.
0: I've got a couple. A couple I might say for future um, podcasts, actually, where uh, it's, a, it's a relevant subject. But something that got to me a little bit uh, in my later life, so when I wasn't as susceptible to this sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, or so I thought I was in Wales. Um, I was doing a flint napping course, I think, with my partner. And we'd gone for a walk around uh, around a local town. And the night before, um, then anyway, the night before, I, I woke up at six in the morning. It was about five or six in the morning. I woke up with uh, a tremendous chest pain to the point I honestly thought I was having a heart attack or something, you know. And so I was feeling a bit shaky that day anyway. But, yeah, it just hit me. And I yeah. honestly just thought, you know, am I going to die? You know, uh, I, I didn't. It turned out. Um, so I went for a walk around um, around this town. And my phone started buzzing, and I, I I take my phone out of my pocket. I look at the phone, and I've got these texts, these missed calls, these texts saying, "Can you call?" And then another text from my dad saying, uh, "My my grandfather had passed away." Now I, of course, I called. I'm very upset. We get I get chatting about it, and it turns out the heart attack that he had was near more or less I remember looking at my phone when I was having these chest pains the night before and it turns out my my granddad had his heart attacks pretty much exactly when I woke up about I think the the worst of them started he was having chest pains and then the worst of them started around it was something like 618 or 620 or something which is pretty much when I was up looking at my phone um you know, thinking, oh God, what's going on with me? Anyway, fast forward a couple of a couple of days. I'm back home. I'm I'm chatting to my dad, and he tells me he was out. He had to go to work. He, he took my mum to the hospital, but he couldn't get out of work, so he said, "Yeah, I'll come back as soon as possible." He drove off. He was driving along, and I think it was about nine o'clock in the morning or something. Around nine o'clock in the morning, and he was driving through London, and he got the most overwhelming smell of hospital that that, you know that hospital detergent smell that they they wash all the hallways wash everything down with yeah It yeah. it was that smell he got overwhelmingly and it turned out it was at the moment they pronounced him dead so I got this chest pain in the morning exactly when he started having his heart attacks my dad got the hospital smell exactly when he died like within minutes of each other you know sort of of the events happening And that was, again, it is, I I might have slept wrong. I might have had indigestion. He might have just got a weird whiff through the, but it was just seemed a little bit too much of a weird coincidence. Both of us experiencing those things on the same day when my granddad died and those lining up. And that, that, that kind of threw me a little bit. That I was like, okay, that is, that is really weird. You know? Yeah. But still not a believer. You're still like, I and mean, again, sad. I you, you heard me just rationalise it though with like my yeah. indigestion and stuff. So, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: But again, uh, it made me more open to it.
1: Yeah. What about you? I mean,
0: I, I've got a really
1: short story, but kind of because you mentioned smell, something came to mind was, it was after my mum passed away, which is quite some time ago. Uh, twenty twenty three years ago. My mum passed away. And we were sorting through her cupboards. Um, one important factor here, actually I should have said, is that she was a huge tea drinker. Um, I don't think I ever really saw her drink alcohol. It was tea all the time, just like yourself, Andy.
0: I can I can respect that.
1: Yeah. Big up um, your mum always one on the go like if it had gone cold go and get a fresh one it was just constant supply yeah. of tea so anyway she dies and we're sorting through her cupboard and, and we get this distinct smell of tea oh, wow oh it's like mum's here with us and then we keep going through the cupboard and we find a bin bag literally full of tea bags <laughs> 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 so
0: yeah we thought there was a thing and yeah you, you you know, if I was you, I would have really, if you could have done, I'd have just hidden it, hidden it. I not know, it's a bin bag, you can't really hide it, but like, you know, yeah. just got this family legend going. Yeah. I'm
1: not even sure where the tea bags would have come from or why they were in a bin bag in
0: the bedroom <laughs> cupboard But she just got lying in bed, drinking her tea, taking the bag out and whoop, <laughs> splat down into oh, the... Oh, they weren't used? No, these were these were fresh... It's in case she needed a cup of tea in the bedroom, I guess, and didn't want to go out to the kitchen <laughs> and get one little bedside kettle, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that's
1: that's my obviously not quite so serious story. Um, do you want me to tell a serious story? I mean, last week you can do a you serious did a one if you want. Like. Kind of serious
0: one, didn't you? But I feel like we just... you know, having a bit of content on the first episode for weird stuff. Is a good one. Uh, good yeah. Um, yeah, I mean.
1: I tell you what, because you mentioned sleep paralysis already, and I'm interested to see where you go with that one. Okay. And to me, it's kind of linked with. Do you know exploding head syndrome? I you had to explain that one to me. Actually, I, okay. I don't think I've heard that one. Well, well, we'll stick a pin in that one and we'll come all back right, to it because right. I, I think they're probably similar things. Because I've, I mean, they're again, they're fairly brief stories, but um, shortly before my mum passed away. There is was actually a few people in my family that experienced sleep paralysis, and I was one of them. Um, and I didn't know what it was at the time, never heard of it, Been 17, hadn't come across it. So it is absolutely terrifying. Um, I woke up feeling like I couldn't move, I couldn't move my head, I was trying to shout for help, couldn't do that either, I couldn't move my arms, it just felt like someone was sat on my chest, pinning me to the bed. And this was in, it was daylight, like I could see it was the sun shining through the window but it was still absolutely terrifying and then out of nowhere i could suddenly just move again um now i know scientifically what sleep paralysis is i'm not a believer in that but at the time there were all these paranormal explanations that sort of went around and as i say it happened to a few people in my family around the same time um yeah it's weird, but I had one that happened. Um, when was it? Back in August. When so we were in, I think the Netherlands. We'd driven up to Norway and back, and I had it happen then. But yeah. because I knew what sleep paralysis was, I didn't get the someone sat on me. I was just like, "Oh, this is sleep paralysis. This is kind of annoying. Like this will pass in a minute."
0: It just like it didn't phase me at all that time. Yeah. I. So it, it has happened to me before a couple of times as well. Um, When I was a kid, there was something falling towards me in my room in my nightmare. And I, I had, I had a waking nightmare, sleep paralysis, which, which sucked. That, that, that was, <laughs> that was, that wasn't good. Um mm. And luckily my brain reasoned at the time it was still a dream. So, I, I managed to sort of get over that but this sort of like horrible alien thing was crawling to me and I like in my room and I couldn't move and then I kind of realized later it was sleep paralysis yeah. but more recently I was crashing on a friend's sofa a few years ago and I woke up again with sleep paralysis I couldn't move but I'd been having a nightmare again about this figure and it was just this I don't know how to explain it, really. Just this encroaching darkness sort of figure that was coming towards me and, like, looming yeah. over me with ill, like, intent. And it's very, like, you know, sort of almost demonic, you know? And I couldn't move. And I I was... Even though I knew it was sleep paralysis, I knew, like, I was reasoning myself, this is what happens, this is sleep paralysis, because I knew I was on the sofa. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't dreaming, I wouldn't be on the... Yeah, you know, if I was, you know... If I was uh, if I was still dreaming, I wouldn't be on the sofa. If I wasn't dreaming, I'd be moving. But mm. I'm there, like, and I'm I'm properly wedged in, like facing against the back of the sofa. I turned over, and I just felt this presence, like there. And it was even though I knew what it was, it was still terrifying. You know, it was still it was hard to bite that down, you know, and just say no, that's, that's not real. And eventually, I don't know if you experienced this, and you're like you like strain to move and like you feel like you move a little bit, but you can barely move. Like it's a little shuffle of your arm or something or a flick of your foot, but that's all you can do. Um, and then eventually I was like, okay, I can move now. Um, but yeah, that that's even with full knowledge of what it is. I think that is still one of those terrifying things in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my movement was a bit more sudden. I couldn't even move at all. And then suddenly I could move. It was... Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to say it was in broad daylight and it was still terrifying, but the second time I was just not phased by it. Um,
0: I feel like we could do a whole episode on dreams, actually. I think there's a lot of a lot of folklore and a lot of horror stories, a lot of <laughs> stories about people's dreams kind of crossing over into real life. And, you know, I think for a rational basis of it, I think things like sleepwalking and sleep paralysis. Tie into yeah. that. <laughs> I've got some vivid dreams because you
1: only ever really remember like the really vivid. Stuff. Yeah, and I've I've got a couple that instantly as soon as you mentioned dreams, I'm like, where we're
0: doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll put a pin in that one, but yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, exploding
1: head syndrome. You said you hadn't come across it. No, no. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get one. too scientific with it, but essentially, it's it's just like you wake up suddenly and you hear a bang oh but but it's it's an internal thing it's not a real bang but where this gets weird is in our last house it happened to me but at the same time it happened to emma really exactly the same time we both went what the fuck was that and it was like someone had gone from we we Long story short is we had trouble with some neighbours and so we used to sleep in the small box room rather than the big room. And the dog used to sleep in the big room because he's a snorer, so we used to just chuck him in the other room. He shut the door. But it was like someone gone up to the other door and gone, bang, on the door. Like oh. we both knew it came from that room at the same time. But it
0: didn't disturb the dog? Nope. Okay, that's that's it's interesting. Both- yeah. See, my, my rational... Yeah, I, I'd say, sure, it wasn't just a bang, but...
1: Um, it could have been that somehow got into our dreams and we both imagined it was from that door. Would be the rational side to explain it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've had that. I, now you mention that. That has happened to me. I wake up and just think I've heard a loud noise, but yeah. I haven't. Like, I remember yeah. staying at my place before last. It was in uh, Verwood, and... I swore someone banged on the, that was banging on the wall behind me. I assumed I was snoring really loudly and they were telling me off. But my girlfriend at the time was next to me and she was yeah. like, well, you didn't wake me up. So I can't have been that bad, you know? Yeah. And, but I could have swore they were, they, they shouted and banged on the wall. And... Your girlfriend didn't hear the bang? Nope. Did you hear yeah, but I woke her up by j- literally jolting awake and sitting yeah. up, her, you know. So you, you, when when it happens, as you know, you're alert, aren't you? You straight away, you're alert afterwards. Mm. Um, so yeah, weird stuff. And they've got no explanation for it. I think
1: there is a scientific explanation for what happens, but yeah, not essentially
0: slide. it's... I didn't
1: think to, like, make notes on exploding head syndrome. But, that's all right it's come it's, up naturally in the conversation so maybe we'll cover that at some point when we do like do better and sleeping. In,
0: do better in the future that's all you know yes
1: <laughs> no. next
0: time i'll predict what you're gonna say <laughs> um yeah no that, that i know what you're talking about i never heard that term but i what a grim yeah. term for exploding head syndrome not phantom bang syndrome you know it's right go on let's let's do some
1: on the ground research. All right, I'm going to Google it now all right. and see what comes up. Let's not pretend we don't have Google. Come on.
0: No, come on. On Weird Wessex, we uh, we we pour over dusty tomes. We we, we I'm going to the the. the yeah, I've I've opened the old book of Wikipedia. You blow the dust off it first, like some old sage. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, oh, and it says it's not to be confused with the album by the band The Telescopes, just in case.
0: you. Now I feel better, you know, I was getting them confused. All right. I'll just read it rather
1: than reading it and then reading it out loud. So Exploding Head Syndrome is an abnormal sensory perception during sleep in which a person experiences auditory hallucinations that are loud and of short duration when falling asleep or waking up. The noise may be frightening, typically occurs only occasionally and is not a serious health concern. People may also experience a flash of light. Um, Pain is typically absent. The cause is unknown. Potential organic explanations that have been investigated but ruled out include ear problems, temporal lobe seizure, nerve dysfunction or specific genetic changes. Uh, Potential risk includes psychological stress. It is classified as a sleep disorder or headache disorder. And people often go undiagnosed. It goes on for quite a while. but um...
0: Look at that, I've just diagnosed myself through Wikipedia. That's a good idea, I'm sure. <laughs> uh,
1: the cause is unknown. A number of hypotheses have been put forth, with the most common being dysfunction of the reticular formation in the brainstem responsible for transition between wake and sleep.
0: There you go. Our heads are wrong.
1: Yeah. there are. There's a whole list underneath about, like, minor seizures and other stuff but then how do you explain two of us having it at the same time um Um, that's the only thing i couldn't explain if it was just me like i've had it happen a few times but to have it happen to someone sleeping next to you as well
0: i'm imagining um, your dog doing the bang and then like sitting there quietly doing the muttly laugh he runs off and goes yeah so yeah so essentially i was right when saying there was no explanation that's yeah I'll
1: cut to that and we'll you'll just go there's no
0: explanation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah. That kind of covers a bit of personal experience I guess that we've had. Um did you and um, y- you think any of those so your experiences that you've given so far have actually been all rational ones, all ones that you've explained away, bar maybe having one at the same time as your wife. Yeah. Okay. So you want me to think
1: of something that's less yeah, rational? Have you got one that you can't explain? Uh all right, so there's
0: one I just realized that I'm burning myself on my <laughs> channel. <is> totally... <laughs> soon ah! Craig will soon Craig will be a ghost story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like...
1: Can I think of a story? No, I'm just going to set fire to myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there's a couple of things connected with where we live now. Um, And one happened just outside this building. I mean, there's a window here that you can't see. Um, But shortly after we moved in, doing the typical clearing up of the garden in the winter, and burning the rubbish because I'm British and that's what we do. Grown your garden rubbish. <laughs> um with a with some cider, you know, and drinking my cider.
0: That is that is very Wessex. That's very Wiltshire.
1: <laughs> Gotta drink up my cider.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: and so this is, I suppose, slightly a two-part story, really. Is the first one was that I was stood by the fire drinking my cider, um, and I saw. And I, you know when you see someone move and you're not expecting them that you jump and like your heart rate yeah. goes up and it, so that happened and I saw someone run across the garden but in the instant that I spotted them they disappeared. Um. Anyway, so the next day I realised uh, at the time I was wearing a force hammer and I'd lost it. So obviously first thing I do is go out to the garden and try and find it.
0: Yeah.
1: And the place where I found it was the place where the shadow person disappeared. Wow. Okay. I can't explain that one. And it was like someone just bolted across the garden, but disappeared. And it it was only, I don't know, probably six foot from where I was. It wasn't far away. And there was just that sudden
0: movement. I went, yeah, the fuck. And then gone. See, I I was going to say you, um, I know when you're tired, you sometimes see things like that. That's that's something I get sometimes from tired. I'll say, or maybe I'm just haunted by lots of shadow people. I don't know. But um, I thought you just meant me then. No, I know when you're tired. I know when you're tired, he gets <laughs> like this. No, um, I, know, I know when you're tired. You do your brain does play tricks, and you're a little bit more like that. It's like you know when yeah. you're when you're staring into a tree line late at night or something, and you're by yourself, and you stare too long. If you're a bit knackered, you'll see those trees move. You'll see things there um but yeah no that's that's the the thoughts have a bit especially that's quite a you said it was a two-parter yeah
1: so uh, when we first moved here ocean was almost three so um the other thing i should say so this is an 1850s cottage it used to be part of a coaching house so it's got some history to it but we were in bed i don't even think we'd been in the house a week And we're in bed, and Ocean climbs into bed in the morning. It's the winter time. It's probably around now, actually. Yeah. Because we, yeah, it's like our house anniversary this week. Um, And Ocean just looks at me and she looks across the bedroom and she says, Daddy, why is there a shadow with a hat on over there? It's always creepier when kids say it, man. (laughs) Well, within a couple of days of that, we had the van parked out the front and Emma was sat in the van with Ocean and I was looking the front door and when I got in the van Emma's like yeah Ocean just said to me the shadow with the hats looking out the bedroom window at us
0: there is just something creepier about it when it's a child saying it you know I should have I should have cut and got Ocean to do like a little voiceover yeah next time <laughs> though, next time yeah but then it
1: there there is um one of my neighbours has seen um, a Victorian gentleman with, a like, a top hat yeah, before, and they've smelt cigars in their house after they've been away and come home.
0: Ah.
1: And they don't smoke or anything. So there's something that goes on around here.
0: OK. Mm. Ah, nice. Is right. that better for you? Is that more... Absolutely. And, you know, you have the ingredients of a classic ghost story there, you know, not only the, you know, creepy creepy sentence uttered by a child which makes it even more creepy but uh you had the house adversary you know it was like it was five mm-hmm. years ago to this very night you know it, uh, I mean it classic. was four but you weren't to know no yeah I'm rounding up <laughs> um so yeah. should we should we talk a little bit about what we're planning in the future uh what sort of things we're we gonna be covering
1: yeah so um Probably some, I uh, don't. Well, one thing I want to cover quite soon actually is the Penhill Poltergeist.
0: Oh, yes. Um,
1: it's a little known story. It did make it onto the BBC some years ago, but, and I need to do some more research and I'm hoping to even possibly track down the people that were involved. Nice. There are two stories I found on a council estate in Swindon, near where I used to live, in an area called Penhill um and it does have a reputation it is a bit rough sorry if you're from penhill and you're listening to this but that aside there are two stories of people that experienced the poltergeist and one of them i read even had the point where the council sent someone around to deal with the poltergeist which i found intriguing right. but i can't find that. yeah so i can't find because it was on the BBC but it was some years ago I'm assuming it's been like recorded over you know they used to record over everything yeah because they only had like so many tapes didn't they yeah. so they just like sort
0: of these lost Doctor Who episodes and the like you know
1: yeah so I don't know that from what I can find it doesn't exist anymore but I'm, I'm thinking that the people involved would probably be 60s 70s I mean there involves a two year old boy so he's probably in his 50s now yeah so it'd be interesting to see whether their opinions have changed in that 50 years or whether they still believe
0: we'll we'll have to go but then
1: yeah and the the fact that there are two cases on the same estate and so i think we should do an episode looking into that side of things and i think at the time it might have even been a new estate so whether it's like built on a burial ground or (laughs) Or whether it's just settling ground or I think we should like, yeah, look at that side of stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, but yeah, is there anything
0: you want to cover? Um there's a lot of I, I love fairy folklore. I love I love folklore that sort of drifts into the realm of spooky and mysterious, but is is rooted in ancient folklore. So um, there's there are a lot of fairy stories. There are a lot of strange lights, which would now be attributed to UFOs, which we may cover. in It's you know I, I imagine we're going to cover at some point. Oh, um, we're going to have to, yeah. Given uh, the, you know some sort of some of the things that uh, Wiltshire is famous for in that regard, um, but you get a lot of these stories of strange lights in the sky, like going back like to the eighteen hundreds you know, and back mm. then they were attributed, it wasn't, you know, sort of, it wasn't spacemen. It wasn't, you know, sort of, it wasn't fair. It, it was fairies. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was more seen as a supernatural rather than something um, a little bit more. Well, at times it was but,
1: witches too, wasn't it? It was so. witches.
0: Yeah. At times it's been witches as well. Yeah. It um, sort
1: of shifts depending on what is the current yeah. kind of. What's the current feeling, um,
0: what's the fascination. What's the, the, Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like the idea of little grey men don't appear until fairly recently. Yeah. And then they just become the thing that people are abducted by aliens. It's always little green men.
0: Yeah. Was that Roswell started that? Was it <sighs> Roswell? What year is
1: Roswell? it oh, has gotta be bad. one of the first. But there's um seventies. I should know as well. I was sorry, that's, that's
0: more your 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 realm, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking more um I think Betty and Barney might have been the first. And not the Flintstones, yeah.
0: but uh, I I was thinking the Flintstones one. I'm not going Yeah, watch. so you don't know, but there's Betty and Barney Hill, I think was their last name. That rings a bell.
1: Um they were yeah, they they were, I think, one of the first to experience. But I, I well, I think there's some whiff of BS around that story, but yeah. Uh,
0: I'd, I'd like to I'd like to look at uh, various uh, monsters as well. Uh, not just, you know, sort of Loch Ness monster or anything like that. You know, we've got uh, a lot of monsters in folklore, some which are still seen, some which have passed into folklore, like the Bistone Dragon, uh, things like that, which is sort of yeah. new Forest, new forest base, so Hampshire way. Um, and barrows. I, I love barrow folklore. Oh, we've now. got to do,
1: barrows. We have oh, yeah. to do we, barrows. We've got
0: ideas for barrows.
1: I mean, spoiler alert, so the actual first episode after this, we're doing black dogs. And I have some barrow stuff involved with black dogs.
0: Oh, nice. None of mine involve barrows, so I'll look forward to yeah. hearing this. Yeah. Uh, uh another bit, another regular um segment to these podcasts is gonna be weird news. Um... Yeah.
1: <laughs> weird news.
0: So while a lot of what we're focusing on is uh, based in Wessex, and as weird as Wessex is, there's not always the weirdest of news in Wessex uh, every week or every month. Uh, I doubt that we're going to be posting this up every week. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's hard enough penning you down for the first episode. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um so we're going to be going further afield for that. So essentially, we're going to be looking in the news for all things weird, mysterious, strange, just peculiar, and yeah. we're each going to be bringing something to the table uh, for every episode in yeah. that week or that month's weird news. Yeah, um, and then
1: sort of discuss it and yeah, maybe give our opinions on it. And, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll start off for this first episode. we I guess we're going to end
0: on. Uh, I think so. On I think our weird, really weird news. Yeah. we we'll on our weird news. Um, but yeah, we'll probably include it
1: at the end of every episode. Yeah. If we can find something. There's usually something in the news.
0: We'll find so We're setting ourselves up to do it now. We've got to find something.
1: Yeah. So do you want to go
0: first? I'm kind of worried that you're going to have the same story
1: as me. See, mine
0: <laughs> isn't that strange, dark or mysterious. Oh, neither is mine. Ah. Uh, does it involve London? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it's a fairly light-hearted one but, um in london uh the i believe it's the um millennium bridge um so they're doing maintenance on it at the moment and yeah a bunch of people noticed something a bit weird there's a straw bale dangling underneath it right and no one knew what this was about. There's just this straw bales just appeared dangling there. Like, what a weird thing to leave. Turns out it was absolutely deliberate. It was left there by the people doing maintenance on the bridge. Because okay. according to an ancient bylaw, so they say it's not actually an ancient bylaw. It comes in at 2012. but they base That's it, ancient enough for me. <laughs> that's it. They base it on an old tradition that a bridge yeah. in London, if it was below a certain height... You have to mark it off at night with a white light, a white lamp and in the daytime a dangling straw bale to alert any ships approaching that it's under a certain height and they can't go under or they need to drop mast. Now, as due to their, uh, they just incorporated it into the bylaw when they wrote it in uh, 2012. So yeah, you've, you've got this for legal reasons, you have to have this straw bale because of the maintenance work going on in it. Um, yeah the workers are underneath the bridge and that lowers the passing gap between the water and the bottom of the bridge. So you have to dangle a straw bale under it uh, because it's gone under a certain height. Um, and I, I just thought that was a lovely bit of weird news myself because it, it's just, I, 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 very, and I'd like to do an episode on it. it maybe a more lighthearted one admittedly, but there are some really weird bylaws still around. Like when, when, and when you can't put rugs out, in London and things like that, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's my bit of weird news. Oh
1: man. So I, I had three. You had three. I'm, I I'm had saving three some. I'm saving that. some. Uh, yeah. Well, I had three to choose between, but this is going out on Halloween. So I've gone with Minnesota man's two thousand seven hundred and forty nine pound pumpkin sets world record. <laughs> Brilliant. Go on. Um, yeah, it just says horticultural teacher Travis Genga brings gourd dubbed Michael Jordan across country for a California contest. Do you want me to read the article? Or yeah, no, no, that?
0: no, that's fantastic. Um, um, I for anyone watching this, maybe we can throw up a picture of that pumpkin if there's one. It's pretty impressive. It looks
1: kind of gross. I mean, I wouldn't eat it. Um, Yeah, so it was the 50th World Championship pumpkin way off in Half Moon Bay, California. It beat the previous record set in 2021 by 47 pounds. Uh, This pumpkin is called Michael Jordan because it's the year 2023 and he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Geiger told KSTP TV in Minnesota. In brackets, it does say, and I'm glad it does because I was wondering what the hell they're on about. Jordan's jersey
0: number was 23. Ah, oh, I see that 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 uh, that straight off my head, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I know who he is. He was that he was that actor in Space Jam. I don't know if you call him an actor in Space Jam, <laughs> but he was in Space Jam. <laughs> I know who Michael Jordan
1: is. Yeah. Um Michael Jordan grew into an enormous lumpy orange pumpkin. I think they mean the pumpkin this time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a horror story for yourself. Equivalent to around 2110 basketballs or 275 Jack-o-lanterns. Um for some reason Americans, it has, yeah.
0: Americans yeah. measure things in the weirdest ways, you know. <laughs>
1: I mean they compare it to the fact that Michael Jordan the basketball player weighs 216 pounds during his NBA career, just in case you weren't sure.
0: They're really fixing on Michael Jordan for this thing, aren't they? Um,
1: He spent about $15,000 to feed and care for Michael Jordan as the pumpkin ballooned in his backyard and he carefully drove it to California from Minnesota last weekend. He's a, yeah, and he's a landscape horticultural chief. Anyway, yeah, it's probably boring now. (laughs) <laughs> but I just li- I like the headline. It fits in. It's Halloween. I've got some weirder stuff for next time.
0: All right, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna up my game for the next one for uh, for Halloween. You know, it was two of these coming out on Halloween, so my next one will be weirder.
1: All right. So I think we're gonna leave it there. Um, and as I say, the next episode, which will go out on the same day as this one, is going to be on black dogs. Yeah, look forward to that. We never decided who
0: was closing the podcast. Go on we've been weird. no hang on no i don't know we're gonna have to edit this bit or oh, don't edit <laughs> fuck it this i'm is- not gonna edit <laughs> this is this is the first one um stay weird that's a nice cheesy one isn't it i'm not using that <laughs> stay weird. so yeah no thanks for listening guys um and we will see you next time on weird wessex bye